Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake with myself, King Biebs, as we talk a couple more baseball signings. The stove ain't cold, ain't hot, uh, but a couple, I don't know, a couple impact hitters, Reese Hoskins, Jock Peterson, go off the board. What does that mean for the market? What does that mean for the teams? What does that mean for LeBron's legacy? Very big. Uh, and... We had the NFL semifinals, which no one calls it that. Uh, but your 49ers uh, are going on to face your Kansas City Chiefs, which a lot of people probably had before the season. Uh, and we'll just walk through a lot of thoughts on on those games and kind of how we got here. Uh, but per usual, first we'll start with the baseball. I actually, I know I joked about LeBron, but watched uh, Lakers versus Golden State the other night. Good watch. It was a good game. Curry, Braun, both bringing the noise. Old. I will say this on the other side. And it's kind of NBA season. I know I'm late to the game. And BBD's beloved Knicks. A lot of fun. Outside of Randall just getting hurt. But Brunson is sick. He's insane. That man's a sicko. Um, I also watched... What was it? I watched the... Was it the Rockets? No, I watched the Trailblazers play the Spurs. Oh. And that was the worst NBA product I've ever seen. And Outside, I was on a- Pistons-Wizards might be Oof. the only worst matchup you could get right now. I was on my couch wondering why it was so bad and if it was just you get old. But I think it's just a combination of, like, young, where NBA offenses have gotten to. And obviously bad teams. It was it's really bad. It's really bad. But Lakers Golden State was good. I truly enjoyed it. So uh, we'll be tuning in for some NBA later in the season. Zoe always wants more. And I'm like, so patient. I've watched a lot of NBA this year. You I've or Zoe? I have. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, Knicks? I other? Have. A lot of Knicks, but I mix in some others. Okay. And... Last year, that was not the case for me. I mean, I'm officially at, it's Tuesday night, there's nothing on. You'll, you'll see what NBA game is on right now. I'm going to give it a click. Because uh, Chelsea such a different speed than college. Anyways, different speed than college baseball. Literally. I want to start with Reese Hoskins signing with the Milwaukee Brewers. Two-year deal, one year with an opt-out, if we're being honest. Uh, and if he plays like Reese Hoskins, I think he's going to opt out, and I think he's going to get it really paid somewhere. Because whenever Reese Hoskins has played, he's been Reese Hoskins. Um, I mean, let's... I guess we don't need to go back to his rookie year in 2017. Although that was crazy. That was crazy. It was all the Homer stuff, the Cespedes guys tweeting out with each home run. <laughs> 2018, 850 OPS, 125 OPS plus. Remember that? Uh, In 2019, he led the NL in walks. Didn't have that. Um, 819 OPS, okay. Shortened season, his numbers were still good, right around Reese Hoskins. Uh, 2021, 107 games. So, again, he misses, you know, a chunk of the season, a third of the season. He had 27 homers. 107 games, 27 homers uh, for Reese. And then 2022, 156 games, 
246, 332, 794 OPS. On paper, those are a lot of his kind of low-end numbers. 2022 was also a year where hitting was down. That was a 123 OPS plus. His career is 125 with an 846 OPS plus. So when you're looking at his stats, that 2022 feels a little glaring, but it's really not. Uh, It's, in fact, really in line with his career, 125 OPS plus. Uh, And he's got, you know, one or two big boy standout seasons, but a lot of those are surrounded by what else was happening that season around baseball, that that 2022 is actually a fine number. So he doesn't play all of last year. Was it ACL? ACL in one of the Stinks. one of the spring training games. Crazy. Slipped on that new big bag. I don't think it happened on a base. It was Uh-oh. a foul ball. Though. Comment below. I love the re-signing to Milwaukee. It it feels it felt obvious when it happened. Milwaukee's a very calculated franchise. They can't have a lot of misses. And man, Reese Hoskins, as long as he's on the field for 100 games, he's hit 27 homers. That's been my Reese Hoskins elevator line, said it on Talking Baseball. Every year, positive OPS plus, like over 110 OPS plus. Um, He's like a... Over a full year, easily 30 homer. Like, you you were kind of penned that in if he plays. Homer's at a 36 homer pace over 162. Like, when my reaction when it came out, Milwaukee on the two for an option, my reaction was, like, why the, why the fuck did I not think of that? Because it, it is such an obvious fit. Well, and we just thought Milwaukee... We thought a Milwaukee rebuild was coming, and we've... We talked about Burns and his trade value a lot. And, you know, I had Burns and Adamas going to the Dodgers because they needed high-quality innings. They they will pay. They have prospect capital last year of both their contracts. Felt like the Brewers could cash in and almost have, like, a year of rebuild. There's so many young guys on the team that it was like, I don't know. You know, especially if Burns is out. Like, all right, let's let's flip it in Milwaukee. Let's find out what's next. They're not flipping shit, man. Um, like, I'll I'll walk you guys through my new thought process with Milwaukee. So they're losing. They lost Woodruff, uh, who's going to be out for the year with injury, pitched a little bit last year. Um, and there was another guy who pitched for them last year. Let me get to the Brewers page. That was, I was shocked at how good uh, their performance was. Wade Miley's back. That's a shout-out for Dalton. Um, oh, Adrian Hauser was 111 innings of 4-1-2 ERA. So, Senor Puke is out. He's a Met. That hurts. I mean, for a five guy, that's yeah, just beautiful. Reliable arm. That's beautiful. That's right where you want to be. Um, Woodruff, so I didn't realize he had 11 starts to the tune of a 2-2-8 ERA. So, when Woodruff was out there, he was twirling the pill. He was Woodruff. Can't wait to see where he signs. Um... Milwaukee, the question mark, is the starting pitching, but it's not at the top. Burns and Peralta are awesome, uh, and I think they can one-two punch with a lot of teams' best, at least be in the fight. I mean, Burns can. Peralta should be able to. He's 27, coming off a big year. Wade Miley is your three. You don't love that. Colin Rea? 
He's currently listed as their four. And then Joe Ray. Ross as the five. So the starting pitching is a little thin for Milwaukee. Their bullpen looks pretty good for a Milwaukee bullpen. Devin Williams, Joel Piamps was great last year. McGill, Milner, Abner Uribe. You know, that's a guy I think he's going to take the leap. Um, and Milwaukee just sneaky pitches, and they just sneaky win. They've won 86 games or more in every full season they've played in since 2018. Um, and they have so much young talent, and that can be spun both ways, right? That can be, well, hey, Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terang, friend, came by the office. Um, you know, Monasterio, I don't know what you're going to get from them. Uh, but on the other side of it, let's say, let's say Chirio's the guy. They paid him like he is. He's 20 years old. Let's just say he's solid next year. That's a good rookie year. Seven OPS in the sevens, but he's got some, some moments. Between Sal Freelich and Garrett Mitchell, those are two guys that feel like they have clicking potential. I mean, Freelich... What was, what was his final numbers? Uh, 246, 341. Eh, not a lot of pop. Um, God, I f- remember Owen Miller. I like the top half of Milwaukee's lineup. The bottom half is all young guys. A couple with an actual chance to be something, which, again, I think gives Milwaukee's lineup potential more than they've had in recent years. While their pitching feels a little thinner than it has in recent years. That being said, they're the team that won the NL Central last year, 92 wins. Uh, second place Cubs were 83, Reds were 82, uh, Pirates were 76, and Cardinals were 71. I have the Pirates having a bad year, like maybe maybe bad, maybe back in the 60 wins. Cardinals, let's see how big the bounce back is. Cubs, let's see what the rest of their free agency is. Because right now, I don't think the Cubs have gotten better. Cubs fans, let me know if I'm wrong there. I think they they had 100, or they had 100. They had seven top 100 prospects, uh, which I think was the most. So maybe there's a wave of Cubs baseball coming, a la uh, the Cubs team that won the World Series and we fell in love with. But right now, I mean, they were an 83-win team last year. Let's see if Belly comes back, who was their MVP. You've heard me give this speech before. Imanaga replacing Stroman right now. I don't know what that means. I do like Naris on the back end for them, just as another option. Uh, I don't. He might be a bad look in a Cubs uni. Mm. Naris is pretty big. It'll either look good or bad. Naris is <laughs> just big. visually uh, interested to see. Uh, the Brewers have been the class of the AL Central. Their lineup feels better than it normally does. Um, and they were second in bullpen ERA last year and sixth in starter ERA last year. So, like, Milwaukee's pitched for a while now. They were one of the original, like, pitching labs. I think Tampa has always overshadowed them, and I think the Dodgers now kind of claim that throne. But... Milwaukee's a good franchise, and I, I don't. I was on the Reds train for a little bit. I don't see how right now you could pick one of the other teams to really win the AL Central. Does that feel off? Yeah, you can. 
you'd be really buying into a Cardinals bounce back. I think that's the only one that, God. like, if you're if you're in on last year being just a blip and they had no pitching, and they have a more reliable pitching staff right now, I, th- I think you can not be that hot of a take picking the Cardinals, but it's a little bit of a hot take. A little bit, man. Seventy-one and ninety-one. I mean, we we talked this out when it was these. it was crazy bad. Everything went everything went worst case when you still look at St. Louis's team. On paper, you're like that should be a good, good team. Um, Most of like their guys, you think of position player wise, like oh they hit close to what you'd think they'd have hit. I'd really love if they somehow got in in the Snell mix. Um, yeah, then I I think St. Louis would be happening. I hope the whole NL Central gets in the Snell mix because put him on the Cubs. I'd really like that. Reds, Cardinals, yeah, Reds aren't happening. Um, nobody knows what team is happening, and everyone's in a in a weird state with Snell. Uh, maybe it comes back to the Yankees. Reese to Milwaukee, really like that signing. Um, and I don't know. You wonder what else was out there, like Miami. We're always talking about them looking for more hitting, but Josh Bell is going to be back. Avisel Garcia listed as their DH. Jeez. I don't know. I I guess Reese kind of... We slept through Reese this free agency just a little bit. And I don't know, man. If if he just played last year and played to his numbers, strictly bats, which is rude, but strictly hitting-wise, would he have been the second best hitter? Yeah. Shohei? Been, we'd maybe... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shohei. Yes. Okay, so... Right. He's a different category. Guy. Guys yeah. who are guys who are hitters. Like I think we w- would have at some point said the sentence like, "Well, Bellinger with the last few years, like which back can you most rely on?" Reese Hoskins. If Reese had one of his normal seasons, I think a conversation would be like, "Would you rather have Reese or Belly?" Like mm-hmm. you know, Belly. That would have been play- an episode we did on this show. You know, Belly's going to play defense at a really high level, and I think Reese is like average at best. But you know what you're getting from Reese at the plate, and I I don't know. I think that just lines up really well for Mil Milwaukee. I mean, Yelly, William Contreras, Adamas, yeah, oh, juice, little juice to the Brewers fans out there. Just remembered Reese Hoskins' playoff moments. I was like, oh, bat slam was cool. He's done it in the playoffs. I like that. Kind of feels like they a kinda, Milwaukee they guy a need little bit. A Mil- they kind of need like a playoff, like bat, like a real threat. He's Milwaukee sexy. I guess I said that about the lineup on Talking Baseball, and that got got into a weird place. Nobody believed in it. Compared to previous teams, I I saw what you were saying. I saw what they were saying. <sighs> I guess, like you know, I've been a rowdy to Les. Used to get better. I've been a rowdy to Les guy. He's had some hit or miss seasons. Last year, he was two fifteen, two ninety one, with an eighty two OPS plus. Like for Reese, that's not in play. Of the qualified hitters, only two guys were a hundred OPS plus for Milwaukee: Contreras and Yelich. Adamas had like a. What do you have? A really bad first half. 
Yeah, I think. 217. I think there's some good month-by-month stuff you could do with him. I don't know. Willie Adamas gets back to being Willie Adamas. Reese Hoskins is Reese Hoskins. And the Milwaukee Brewers are already better. They're, like, already better than they were. Um, so, love that for Milwaukee. The other big DH-ish type that went down was Jock Peterson. To my snakes. Um, man. Jock's kind of, I think we started daydreaming this a couple years ago, but 31 turning 32-year-old Jack Peterson doesn't really play the outfield anymore, doesn't really face lefties anymore. I'll just be your DH versus righties, and I'll be out there 120 games, and I'm going to be really good for you. Um, I don't go play the outfield if you need that. But Yeah, like I... He, he played more outfield than I thought he did last year at one point, I remember... I think most of the first half he like had played one game, and I was like, oh, and, and he ended up playing like thirty something games out there. So at some point this offseason, I remember having that epiphany, thinking about Yanks career. Uh, I mean, the career numbers against right-handed pitching are really good. High eights OPS in twenty twenty two, he had an eight ninety four OPS versus righties. That's he was kind of going nuts that year. Um. And then last year, I mean, it, it comes back down to earth a little bit, but it's it's still really good. I mean, 241, 351, 786 uh, to give a guy a one-year one year deal, 11 mil uh, or 9.5 mil with the buyout. That, like, and were his numbers better DHing? They were. Uh, he was an 829 DH, and his pinch hitting numbers were actually good, too. So... For what you're getting with Jock, he's going to hit well against right-handed pitching. That's enough. <laughs> He'll hit righties. He knows that division well. If, like, you really, if you really needed an outfielder for a day, he can do that. If you want to slot him as your DH, which the Snakes have chosen to, which I see both sides of the argument, leaving the DH slot open so you can rest guys and have some flexibility, that's huge. Our Yankees have been crippled by... I shouldn't say crippled. Uh, our Yankees have been handcuffed. L- handcuffed by having Giancarlo Stanton as pretty much an everyday DH. Um, and can you get Judgy a day off his feet? Can you get Rizzo an off day? Like I, I think for a team like the Yankees, not having an everyday DH would be awesome because they're kind of an old, slower team. The Diamondbacks, I think you're fine. A uh, lot of young guys out there. Jock is going to play versus righties. Done. Problem solved. Um, if you even want to, you know, Gabby Moreno is so good versus lefties. He won dotted last year. Do you ever want to do like a two-catcher day and just have him DH? Although Tucker Barnhart currently listed as their backup, so maybe oh. you don't want him in versus lefty. Um, it gives them some flexibility. That top of the lineup, um, I mean, Carol, Marte, Walker, Jock, Moreno, Suarez, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. These uh these snakes that are gonna get questioned a lot this year, they've had a sneaky, really solid offseason. Eduardo Rodriguez with where some of these pitching contracts are landing. I think that looks really good. Um and yeah, I I think we were wondering if if this offseason the snakes didn't make a lot of moves. The whole conversation was going to be like, well, you know, it was a magical run, and they won 84 games, and they did, you know, 
These young guys, are they going to get better? I don't think you have to do that whole song and dance. Like, this is a good baseball team. Uh, like, I don't know. Right now they have one, two, three, four, five. Five guys projected to hit 20 home runs. That's not including Lourdes, who's, you know, threat as a hitter. If he hit 20 homers, are you surprised? Not at all. Gallon Kelly, Erod Fott, fire it up in the desert. Uh, like the Jock signing, I was—I I almost said it one episode. I wasn't going to say Jock, but I thought there could be a lefty bat fit there because sometimes they felt a little righty. And Jock, you can just plug and play kind of middle of the lineup. Uh, so love that for my snakes. The rest of the DH market, we were talking a little bit beforehand and on Talking Baseball, really interested to see where it sorts out. Because uh, like we said, not a lot of teams want to necessarily block their DH spot. With someone, and this is where I, I actually laughed at myself when I said best hitters available. Like, J.D. Martinez was awesome last year. <laughs> like, if we were doing best hitters, like what he did last year is above Reese. He was 271, 33 homers, uh, 572 slugging. 893 OPS, 134 OPS plus. Uh, and he's a guy with a resume. Uh, and he's a guy who can DH. That uh, him, Solaire, Justin Turner. Um, I don't know. At, we're two weeks away from spring training, pitchers and catchers. Like, I don't know. These guys got to end up on teams. J.D. Martinez. Here's a fun fact. J.D. Martinez, excluding 2020. 2020, they didn't have an all-star game, right? No all-star game. Right, COVID. The last five years with all-star games? What's that? They probably should have named an all-star team just to do it. All JM. Um, The past five years there's been an all-star game, J.D. Martinez has been in. Five straight. For J.D. Martinez. What's that? Uh, just because he's casually over that time period hitting 289, 357, and 890 OPS, 750 games. Gross. J.D. Martinez is really good. He's A team hasn't signed him yet. God, the Centrals need to kick in a gear. Like, do the Cubs... Cubs... Get J.D. Martinez. They currently have Morell DHing. Trade Morell for that pitcher you've wanted. Trade Morell for Cease. Done. Cross town. Sign J.D. Martinez. Now you have Cease in your rotation. You have J.D. Martinez at DH. Um, just problem solving. Just fixing teams. Kansas City Royals keep cleaning up. Adam Frazier. No. Another time. Another time. Uh, What else happened? The relief market kind of went? Yeah, it feels like the guys who had to get major league deals kind of have. D-Rob to Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt Moore to the Angels. Go check out his numbers. It's good. He has figured out the the bullpen phase of his career, and he's good. Man, I got lost on his baseball reference the other day, and it's just like, 
I remember the whole ride. I remember him being the top prospect. 2012th with the Tampa Bay Rays. 31 starts, a 3.81 ERA. 2013, 17-4 with a 3.29 ERA. Ninth in the Cy Young voting. Um, and here he is in 2023, just twirling it out of the pen. Back-to-back really good years. You want to know what your guy Matt Moore has been up to his last 113 games? 2-2 ERA. Punching, <laughs> punching uh, a batter an inning. And more, 191 ERA plus. Uh, kind of bummer. He's just in Anaheim, but said that for a lot of players. Naris went to the Cubs, talked about that fit, literally. Um, I don't know, Yankee fans were kind of starting to get excited for that guy. And his numbers were crazy last year. So, I, I just, I know the Cubs finished 13th in bullpen ERA, 16th in whip last year. Uh, high strikeouts, low Kate, low hits allowed per nine. I know they like what they're doing back there, but having another name, it just turns into options at the end of the year, right? Like some guys are going to have good years. Some guys are going to have bad years. There's going to be ebbs and flows to the bullpen. They've given themselves a shot. Uh, Yancy Almonte at the back of that bullpen, if he bounces back, uh, he kind of did what Naris did last year two years ago. Julian Merriweather, always one of our favorites. Mm. Opening day. What opening day was that? That would have been 21. 21 in the Bronx, right? We were in the Bronx office. Us and Trev watching Julian <coughs> Merriweather get nasty on the Yankees. Uh, <coughs> Alzale, Naris, Merriweather. You figure something out back there. Drew just being smiley. Remember that contract? Yeah. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of those. Um, Look... I, w- I was, I'll be honest, and I, I don't like this because I've already used this guy. We were just talking some Yankees and Giancarlo Stanton. Like, God. Right now, Stanton slotted to bat like seventh for the Yankees. If that was Justin Turner, I'd like that. Mm. It's kind of a different feel for the Yankees, too. Bottom half of the lineup just fucks around and finds out. Meme. Meme generator. Whoa. Uh, they're in bed with Stanton. Projected for 26 homers this year. Fangraphs just upgraded to the 24 projections instead of the 23 stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I need to adjust to that. Didn't today. Uh, who's the other reliever? Naris, Robertson, Matt Moore. Do we say Chapman? Araldis Chapman. That's just fun. He clearly goes to a team for a little bit, and then we'll get traded. Pirates saw the Royals script last year. They could use they could use the innings for half a year, and if he's good, you'll flip them and get something. Chapman and Bednar at the end of games for your Pittsburgh Pirates could be something. Mitch Keller, Martin Perez, Marco Gonzalez, Luis L. Ortiz, and Bailey Falter. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to do in your NL Central this year. Maybe their lineup's fun. Forget O'Neill Cruz. Jack Sawinski, our guy. Henry Davis behind the dish. 1-1 pick. Ooh. I don't know. I'm currently out on the Pirates. Maybe maybe my mind will change. Maybe I need to talk to my Uncle Rick. Ooh. Getting ready for spring training. Uh, I think that's kind of all the free agency for now. 
I'm, uh, I have like a half thing before we transition to the. Just, I'm looking at available relievers and free agency. There's like a lot of guys who belong on a major league roster. You can play this game kind of every year with relievers. Right. But like Brazier lights out after the Dodgers taught him a new pitch. Right. Should sign with somebody. Jesse Chavez out there. Phil Maton, probably the consensus best guy left. Like the only one who might get multi years, I think. Jake Diekman. Went mm. to the Rays last year after a bad start and was lights out for two thirds of the season. I think Scott Alexander's an all world ground ball. Yes. Guy. Brad Hand always around. Fulmer always around. Don't. Like Stanek. Like there's dudes. Keenan Middleton, his last 15 games with the Yankees. Shin- Liam Hendricks, a free agent. I know injury stuff. And- Shintaro Fujinami. I got a text from Max Manis this weekend about. You, you want Fuji? And I said, well, I need Mrs. Fuji in the Bronx. <laughs> I need her in the Bronx. Ryan Stanek? Did you say his name? I said Ryan Stanek. I mean, there's... there's Heenan Middleton? Dudes. Wandy dudes. Peralta? Wandy's out there. Yeah. I'm, Dickie I keep, B's out there. I, I wonder if we're going to get the second wave of free agency that's not too sexy from the high level, but there's teams that can change their bullpen dynamic or add Jorge Soler, who hit, like... Close to 40 bombs last year. Yeah. J.D. Martinez. Soler hit 36. He had a 128 OPS plus last year. I don't know, man. There should be more baseball updates coming. And when they do, we'll bring them to you. Uh, And we'll do some more, uh, probably some more lists with Jolly. People like it. Let's talk a little bit of the football Uh as it was Championship Sunday, Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, Niners, Cron Pod. The Chiefs, Ravens conversation was the same everywhere you went, uh, here, whatever podcast you listen to, whatever show you watch. The Ravens should be the better team. It's in Baltimore. They've been nasty. They beat every good team they run into. Their defense is first in everything. Um, they have the MVP at quarterback. In Baltimore against a team that's been inconsistent this year. Oh, you didn't hear me hit the passing button. No. The LA Angels have signed Aaron Hicks. Major League? Mm Mm-hmm. Good for them. Good for them. Local guy, right? Yeah, he's a Southern California guy. So that's nice. Go nuts, Hicksy. Get Genuinely your, happy for Hicksy. Get yourself traded. He was good with Baltimore. Yankees. More of a Yankees problem. Ah, part of Hicks' problem, too. Go nuts. Um, so what was going to happen? Were the Ravens going to roll on the Chiefs, and we were all going to say, wow, yep, that's we shouldn't. That's what I was getting nervous for. Because football guys can be tough sometimes. And this was lining up for all the football guys going like, the Ravens were the better team. Like, it's been the Ra- like these two teams, the Ravens are so much better, dude. That defense is crazy. Zay's the best wide receiver Lamar's ever had. Like, it was, it was lining up for football guys to be like, yeah, obviously the Ravens were going to win this game and they were going to win it big. Does not happen. Chiefs march down the opening drive. 
couple third downs. Mahomes just looks clean. Pacheco's running like a beast. And it's okay. This Ravens, this vaunted Ravens defense got punched in the mouth a little bit. Um, and then from there, I mean, let's be honest, things slowed down a bit. Baltimore gets the answer after they went three and out. Uh, the, what was it, the ball to Zay Flowers where he's matched up on the linebacker. Lamar gets out of the sack, beats him down the field. Boom, 7-7, and it's like, wow, we might be in tune for a special game today. Like, how fun would that be? Patrick Mahomes, how much can he put a team on his back versus what looks like kind of a really good Ravens team? That would be the only touchdown Baltimore scored. Their offense felt clunky the whole game. Just the whole game. Um, 16 play. Kansas City Drive after that touch touchdown uh, as they get their own, uh, who was it, Pacheco runs that one in. The Chiefs have a really good defense. I think their defense was ranked number two, and that was one of those things that was not discussed a lot uh, going into this matchup. Lamar looked a bit off, like, I don't know, there's there's not a lot of ways to sugarcoat it. It felt weird. It felt like he was holding on to the ball for too long and not looking to run. Like, that was kind of what the the compliments for him last game were. Is like, you know, hey, playoffs, wow, they're running Lamar. Houston didn't have an answer for him. I mean, Lamar's playoff numbers are not very good. This was an MVP season. This was at home. This was with a sp- supposedly, like, special defense. Uh, he's got the one interception, which was like a not all time bad, but a bad interception. It was triple coverage to likely in the end zone. Um, and then Lamar loses the fumble on the strip sack. The other play that Ravens fans and other people want to hear me mention is the Zay Flowers reaching for the end zone. I mean, you can't do it. I know it's against human instinct and it doesn't feel like the right rule sometimes, but you just can't do it. Uh, he does that. And I, I think if you're going to mention that play, which I've seen my friends bring it up this morning via text, like Kansas City, uh, they had a turnover on downs uh, after the strip sack, uh, fourth and one at the Baltimore 13 where they get shut down. So, like, I don't know, A, they could have kicked a field goal there. In another world, if they get that, you know, you could get another touchdown on the board for Kansas City. Both teams shut down in the second half. There's only three points. In the second half, both defenses kicked into gear. Kansas City has some bizarre stuff going on uh, that their second-half numbers are just atrocious. Uh, I guess Chris Jones has some hilarious stat lines. Like, almost all of his stats are first-half stats, which for a defensive, like, D lineman, that's just funny to think about. You just tie-tie? I don't know. Uh, The Chiefs have had weird questions all year, mostly around their offense and the consistency. Uh, as you know, and it's one of the tried and true methods of this show, uh, started with Brady. It's now with Mahomes. in the playoffs. I, I just don't know what you do. You don't bet against them. Uh, I think you bet with them. And if you lose, you lose. And I, I do think it's funny in hindsight. So there's the, uh, there's the Kadarius Tony lateral play that if he's, if that doesn't get called, 
the Chiefs win another game. So that would be 12-5. and five. Um, There was that other game, uh, was it against the Eagles or the Packers? They lose to the Bills by a field goal. There's been a couple times this year where Mahomes has put the ball in the right spot and it just wasn't caught. That would have changed the outcome of the game. So I don't in this weird eleven and six are the Chiefs down. I think one, Patrick Mahomes can never be counted out because he's the best to ever do it. Two, I think the Chiefs had a little bit of we're playing for the postseason because they could. They knew they were going to be there. I think Andy Reid's a good coach. And I don't know in a in a quote unquote like down Chiefs year, they went eleven and six, and now they're going to the Super Bowl. And also their defense is really good, and they have Mahomes. And their best running back they've had with Mahomes. And Kelsey looks fine again. So Kansas City is going back, and who are they facing? Detroit or San Francisco? And oh my. I'll tell you what. I, Poppy was wrong on this early and often because I, I placed a, you know, I've been lowering my bets recently, uh, the amount I'm betting. And I put a look, couple smackaroos on the Niners to win this big. I was, I was showing off a, I made a parlay. Chiefs to win with San Francisco to win minus 19. Oh. If anyone's ever flashing that bet to you, they're kind of a loser. Because uh, that's just not how NFL games work. And it sure didn't early on in this one. Uh, it wasn't looking good for that ticket. Uh, when Detroit went up 21-7. You know, I was I was pretty deep in the hole there for all my math experts. 14 plus 19, 33 points in the hole. Uh, so, was ripping up that ticket. But did play some live cheese uh, on the Niners to come back. Because they did. And they're crazy talented. Um, and the Lions could have had this, man. I mean, the the drop by Josh Reynolds. What would that have done to change the game? Probably a lot. Uh, McCaffrey, 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Just pencil that in. Uh, And it would have been another, but they give one to Elijah Mitchell at the end of the game because McCaffrey banged his head. Uh, Purdy, again, like not Purdy, for lack of a better term. Uh, But enough. Debo was out there. Ayuk with the one fun catch that went off the, the Lions' helmet. Lions player helmet. San Francisco had more talent that even when they were down 21-7, to it, it didn't feel like panic was setting in. Um, and Detroit had this game a few different ways, even like keeping, keeping the ball at the end of the half to get the field goal. You thought they might kick it and give it back and give it momentum. Not there. Um but yeah, that golf pass to Reynolds. They're up twenty-four to ten. That would have completed the fourth down. Um, instead, ball goes back to San Francisco. Five-play touchdown. Fumble by Gibbs. I mean, God, you take even you take that out, and it feels like it could have been a different game. Uh, it's not. The 49ers go on. If I told you 49ers Chiefs before the season, I, a lot of you would have said, "Uh huh." Uh, I mean, the craziest thing about this year was the Eagles just going completely missing. Remember when they were a dominant team and it was supposed to be like Eagles-Niners and then the AFC was going to be who does figure this out? 
Like, everyone was okay with what happens with the AFC. It was like, well, Mahomes is either going to do it or the Bills or the Ravens are going to make their, like, step up the movie. <laughs> um, turns out it was just the Chiefs, and it turns out it was just the Niners at the end in the <laughs> NFC. Like, if the Lions were going to play the Chiefs, I mean, people would be emptying their bank account on Kansas City. Uh it's going to be a really fun Super Bowl matchup. It's a fun mental exercise. I saw someone tweet out this morning, first-round running back, seventh-round receiver, or first-round running back, seventh-round quarterback versus first-round quarterback, seventh-round running hmm. back. Just a little a little goof there uh, with McCaffrey and Purdy. But, yeah, it's going to be how good are the San Francisco 49ers and all their all-world talent with Brock Purdy and Shanahan, and can they get it done? Well, meanwhile, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and a really good defense. And that's kind of just what's been spinning through my head is the just the idea that, like, going back to some of Brady's teams, because that's a name you're going to hear a lot this week is Mahomes is currently chasing that alive, sexy ghost. Um, I don't know, man, if I... I told you Tom Brady was out there playing with one of the top defenses in the league, you'd be like, yeah, they got a really good shot to win the Super Bowl. And I think we all got distracted with how weird Kansas City's wide receivers were and is Kelsey old. Kelsey's look great. Rasheed Rice looks like enough. Pacheco is the best running back that they've had. So, like, that's I guess that's the exercise that my brain's been doing is just the, you know, if – if this happened with Brady, if I told you Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl with his best running back, you know, let's say Gronk was still at it and still good, and with one of the best defenses he had, you'd be like, okay, that sounds like a Super Bowl team. Uh, and that's kind of what the Chiefs are. So, I don't know. The The pick isn't locked. I think I'm leaning KC. Maybe there's too much power from the Taylor Swift hmm. storyline going on, too. Uh, and Purdy, man, I've, I've been a Purdy defender. He, uh, hasn't felt so great the past couple weeks. Made a couple plays, scrambling around with his little legs out there. Hadn't seen him run quite like that before. He looks kind of tiny. He, it's always tough in the NFL, but I think he's like six flat. What's he listed? I think he's listed six, one, two Oh five. Listed 6'1". 6'1", 220. Okay. So, okay. So, he's six foot 205. Yeah. I don't know. He was scampering around, which was nice to see. But it also, I don't know, it doesn't have the same intimidation <laughs> factor mm. as when some of the other quarterbacks leave the pocket. Like it, I think this might be one of like the rudest things you can say about an NFL player. But, like, he looks so cute. That it like might be a problem. He's kind of like he's like adorable. He Little outfits. His, his brother's the quarterback at. Oh, transferring. Transfers to Nevada from Nebraska. Chuba wow. Purdy. Brock and Chuba. So what was going on there? Uh, I don't know. It was a fun, fun weekend for games. I mean, that's a that's a crazy big comeback, even though it felt. Kind of like it was going to happen. Lions got to be kicking themselves. It was a fun run. Uh, 
And you wonder what the next steps are. Like that uh, Dan Campbell was given a whole, if we want to get back to this point, we got to put in double the work. Uh, I mean, watching Jordan Love develop this year for that division was kind of a whoa. Which direction are the Vikings going to go in? Like the Kirk, is the Kirk era over? Is he coming back? They can worry about that for a while. We've got a fun Super Bowl. Kind of clashing concepts. The super skilled Niners and Chubba's brother at QB. Well, it's Mahomes, Reed, and a really good defense going up against it. So we'll have Mm. some time to talk about that. We'll bring in Chris Rose on his Super Bowl walk, as is tradition on this show. Uh, Maybe we'll rope in some of the other football guys. Maybe we get more baseball news, like that Aaron Hicks signing. Uh, and you're probably going to get another uh, tier list with Jolly Olive. So thank you, guys. We love you. We'll see you soon.